Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from Sticker Giant. Let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Today, I'm very fortunate to be actually back in our studio here in the Sticker Giant headquarters. I've been doing a lot of these uh, remotely in these times, so it's very exciting for me to be back in our studio space. And today, I'm very fortunate to be wel- uh, welcoming a guest whose work has been a big part of my life and in the life of millions of, of music fans all around the world. Today we have Jim Pollock, who's an artist and who runs Pollock Prints, and he is going to share the story of his creative process and how he has become one of the most iconic visual artists for, for some very important bands in American culture. Jim, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Andrew. Pleasure. So, Jim... Tell us a little bit about how you got into to wanting to be an artist and what, what sort of drove you to, to this this place of expression that you've created. Um, really early on, I'd say. I'm like uh, just always drawing. Uh, as a kid, I like to copy a lot of like Peanuts comic strip, drew Snoopy, and then went through drawing characters from Warner Brothers and Disney so just always drawing and then uh was in the art classes all the time so that was my that was my initial plan was going to be drawing stuff and you know getting a lot of i don't know i guess like artists like like to show people what they've been working on and get responses and it's always been a big part of my life from really early on i'm hardwired somehow that way right um so that drives you to obviously uh, be very experimental and, um, and, and you end up at Goddard College in the 80s, right? Which was kind of a fluke because I grew up outside of Philadelphia in the mainline suburbs, Westchester, Pennsylvania, a bit of a preppy, like turned punk rocker or something. Because there was a big punk rock club then at, at the time in the right. early 80s. And then uh, ended up at Goddard College for some odd reason, circumstance and events, and uh, which was kind of a lot, a different cultural experience, a little like out of my box. It was like hippie and crunchy. It was the era of Reagan, so right. very much against that. You know, I mean, like I was going to where, uh, you know, <laughs> Ronald Reagan hated the hippies. So like, right, you couldn't get farther away from DC than the, and and Philly too, the East Coast like heart of it than going up to Northern Vermont. Right, and it was a it's alternative education, uh, which uh, it was it was a John founded on the John Dewey School of Education in the mid nineteenth century, in which you get to study whatever you want, and they don't give you grades and that type of thing. And uh, when I showed up. Uh, I showed up at the same time as uh, Paige McConnell, the uh, keyboard player for the band Fish, and we uh, hit it off. We kind of had come back from 
similar circumstances, both of us. He grew up in uh, suburban New Jersey. He had gone to a big university and failed out. I went to Syracuse and failed out, and then we both ended up there. I was and, a Syracuse oh, alum, actually. That's where okay. I went to college. All right. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I, you know, not, I, yeah, I still know people from like, <laughs> nice. It, uh, it's just a hot second. But then, uh, yeah, I ended up at Goddard and uh, got, you know, uh, with, you know, programmed by the hippies. Now I've been a vegetarian more or less ever since then. Right. Uh, changed a lot of my uh, things that I wanted changed anyway. But like, uh, yeah, when you get yourself into a very new cultural environment, sometimes it forces you to change rapidly. Right. And, uh, yeah, it did. And like, I, I kind of formed a lot of like my, like ideas that have come along, along the way. Anyway, so like me and Paige are friends, we're hanging out there. And, uh, one day every spring Goddard would have a spring fest and they'd bring these bands up and like they brought, because one band was supposed to show up and they couldn't. And then they sent fish or what was fish then. And then like they showed up and they played and they had like two guitars and a, a drummer and a, a bass player. And like, uh, they played whipping posts and all these classic rock things. And Paige had been playing. We were actually, he was teaching me music. I'm a novice guitar player. I've gotten better over time, but like, he was teaching me stuff, but he was obviously very talented. And like these guys showed up and we were like, oh, you got to play with those guys. They're amazing. So right. like played Almond Brothers, and Santana-like things. And it was just awesome. And then like, yeah, a month later, he starts touring with them. And then eventually the guitar player and uh, the drummer, Trey and uh, Fishman, both got you know, dropped out of uh, UVM or something like that. Same type of thing. And then they ended up at Goddard. Right. So they're just like, you know, doing their band there. And then uh, I left and then went to uh, school of the art, or I left to, to Chicago where I've been, I had been before I moved to Pittsburgh for about mm -hmm. 30 years and uh, mm -hmm. finished at the school of the art Institute and uh, kind of started my career with them there but uh even before them like when i was at school and they'd play like local clubs i'd make some xerox posters of the show and stuff right. like that and so like, how, did, how did when it came to that because they had a logo but your imprint your sort of style the visual language that you've brought to their music because you know music is not pictorial right like it's not it's not the art form, right? But, but well, your art has sort of very much helped in some ways shape that sort of, you know, how people interpret the band, right? Like whether it's the album covers or the posters or the tickets, you know, like what does that process look like when you're creating around their events and, and, and their, you know, their actual products? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I get a lot of leeway as an artist, uh, to uh, kind of experiment and do whatever I want a lot of times. Sometimes it's very specific, but like in a lot of times I'm just given kind of free leeway and give them some ideas that I'm thinking of and then 
we go from there and kind of slowly evolves over time. But like I started uh, even before the posters, the posters started more or less in 99. Right. The late nineties is when the posters right. become a thing, right? Like they're not these collectible. Now they people line up around the block for a day just to get them, which must make you feel pretty cool as an artist. <laughs> No, it's like, uh, it's crazy because like, uh, yeah. And I just wanted to, I mean, before I started the posters, I was still doing the merchandise. And I guess that's why it's kind of grown with the band. Did a lot of t-shirts, did a lot of cartoons for their uh, newsletter called The Don't Advice. And like, just kind of like evolved with them. And like, they're always creating new stuff and I'm always creating new stuff. And um, yeah, it's just kind of like, it's this monster and it just keeps feeding, you know, I look to get projects from them, do projects with them. It's a really amazing, like client relationship I've had. Right. I mean, I, I, I have long relationships with like the management much more as like time has gone on. Sure. Like I've dealt with a lot of people behind the scenes a lot more than my initial contact with the band who I see still see, but you know, everyone gets so busy. It's so different. Yeah. 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 And so like, yeah, it's just like, it's an ongoing like client. It's like my biggest client, obviously very happy for that them. And yeah, just the relationship with the fans is uh, just some, something that really is, nothing that like I can even put into words. It's a, it's an amazing feeling. Um, Well, when the fans for the, you know, the first time when they were buying records and CDs back in the day, myself included, you know, the, the Junta cover just sort of jumps off of the shelf at you. It's so different when you're a kid like me in the mid early nineties at a record store and you're used to seeing things get pretty boilerplate. You can tell the, the industry machine is churning out the same look for every artist. And then you pick up this black and white thing and there's noses with feet, man. Like where does that, you know, like how does that style come together? You know, like that is for a fan. It always has been very intriguing. Yeah. yeah. And then like, yeah, that's just like the cartoony, like I wanted to be a comic strip artist or comic book artist. Um, I, I've gotten to do something much different, which is like uh, way more rewarding as far as I'm concerned. But like, uh, it's, uh, just, yeah, like, uh, it came from that. I'd say my style has evolved with, uh, the linoleum prints to be Mm -hmm. less like, uh, like the ink pen and ink and the detailed line stuff that I do because there's so much carving and stuff like that that you lose detail but then also i like to simplify the forms because with printmaking and stuff i like to uh it's like almost like a henry matisse thing where you simplify the form and like you keep it simple because i always thought of the posters as being something that you look about like two feet or three feet away and like something that's a cartoon that you're looking at very closely. And so like, it's almost like my relationship to what an eyeball, how far close or far the eyeball is from whatever it's looking at. Right. And you've started experimenting with different mediums, right? Like, and, and when you're doing those live sort of event, you've, you've gone through different technologies even of, of how you create this art. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, 
Well, my, my primary uh, printing process, which like has kind of dictated my like uh, rise in poster art comes from letterpress and basically carving linoleum blocks, which you have to carve in reverse. And like, it was like this self-taught thing. I just kind of like wanted to do posters and it didn't really have the situation to do a uh, silk screen, but then somehow something came together where I could like pull off letter for, or, you know, linoleum permitting. And I did that in the basement of like what was my first uh, place that I lived in and in Chicago and stuff. And like, it just kind of evolved from that. Now I, I still have a, a printing press that takes no electricity I'm kind of still into that being able to like having to like hand carve and hand print without any electricity is kind of like part of my whole low carbon type of thing that I'm trying to impress upon people at the same time. And I think, uh, and that also came from me being able to like print at the uh, festivals, which fish invites me to all the time when they do a festival, they always set up something for me so I can, bring out my printing press and print in front of people. And that's a scene right there in and of itself. Right? Oh yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's almost <laughs> a drama, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's art and process and it's, it's so, yeah, it's really helped, you know, showing the process has helped all of this. That's fantastic. Um, so your Instagram is pretty, uh, you know, robust right now and you're showing a lot of the work you're doing. Could we let, let's talk a little bit. We've, we've traveled deep down into memory lane, which is amazing for me as a, as a fish fan, um, who has been to some of the festivals and seen you doing it. And again, this is a major treat for me to, uh, be able to talk to you, but you know, the, the big thing in the culture, uh, for fish right now is of course, th- there's no shows. They're supposed to be on tour at the moment. You probably even maybe had some plans around that. And, and now there's this whole dinner and a movie series on Tuesday nights. Your graphic is the opening thing that people see, right? And there's merch around that. What kind of, what kind of, um, what kind of contributions and how has that project worked out for, for you as, as part of all this? Right. That was like great opportunity. I got some printer in that case. I didn't use, uh, my own printing press. I used, uh, Charles Cronin. who's like a local printer in uh, Pittsburgh to print. I also, uh, uh, yeah. And then there were, uh, I guess like other merchandise and stuff like that regarding the, uh, dinner and the movie. And, uh, we just released, uh, um, the water wheel print. Uh, we're all in this together, which is, uh, became like a fundraising piece. It started off as like an art print. And then we worked in the text to, uh, to, uh, you know, fish song bathtub gin and like, uh, raised over a hundred thousand dollars, uh, for water wheel, their nonprofit venture. And, uh, Kind of like, uh, yeah, it's, I guess like the whole dinner in the movie has become like kind of like this social hub and people's reprieve from being able, you know, just like some people kind of feeling like they're hanging together. Fish Twitter is crazy right now on Tuesday nights. (laughs) I I think it's like, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, a lot's has changed and like, yeah, I lost, I mean, basically, yeah, everything's on hold till next year as far as we know. Right with like all touring acts 
And so it's just a matter of changing gears, doing new projects that aren't related to that. I'm very fortunate that I'm still able to like keep uh, doing things. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been challenging, but like also rewarding on a lot of levels. Uh, so outside of obviously fish, which is a, a big draw and a big name uh, for you and in your history and, and evolution, but what other sort of uh, art, whether it's music or other types of installations or, or groups that you've worked with that, that is not just them? Well, like, I like the uh, advocacy stuff. I've done some stuff for uh, Vote Hemp and, like, uh, Headcount mm-hmm. and uh, different types of, like, uh, organizations that are hoping for change. Right. And, like, what are we, like, putting in that category as sure. well? And uh, uh, I'm not sure. I think I lost the thought. What no, that's all good. It's just more of a of like, and then other, there's other music acts probably that have approached you, right, for, for a creative that you've been able to produce for them. Right. And then, like, yeah, I've been, like, changing gears and, like, uh, my gallery uh, at Bottleneck, we've been releasing, like, three-dimensional figurines, and uh, that's, like, a new venture for me. Nice. I'm also... Teaching myself how to run a CNC router, and I've oh, been wow. like designing things that uh, are three-dimensional uh, sculpture, basically. But there's movement to them, oh, so wow. I've been, like messing with all types of materials. I feel like yeah, my whole the nature of my beast is like learning new materials and how to work with them. And maybe this time is a good time to begin that. Just start 3D printing the, the noses and feet and statues. People will buy those things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, like Goddard and like all of that whole John Dewey thing is all about like you becoming your own best teacher. And like with all the information on the internet, it's just like there's, you can teach yourself almost anything really. I mean, like, and uh you know, if you have the passion, desire to learn anything, you can basically, I mean, I'm teaching myself engineering skills, which I thought you needed like in a university for, but like now, all, you know, all bets are off. There's, there's no, yeah, you're only limited by your own desire of what you want to do, basically. Right. Oh, that's and, uh, you know, the internet's the library of Alexandria, for lack of a better term. And they burned that down, which was a terrible thing. But like <laughs> now, you know, there's terrible information out there too. But there's right. plenty of real information that would make you smarter. Usually, yeah, it's, uh, I'm guided by making stuff. So it's always based on how can I make this, you know, on some level. Speaking Whether of the internet. Speaking of the internet, I, I presume you, uh, sorry, uh, you, 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 you're, you're obviously using Instagram to promote, but then also you have the website and, and if people are interested and, in, in, uh, the, the Instagram, which is the, probably the best way is, uh, Pollock prints. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that keeps updating of like things that I'm making. Instagram is good cause it's a visual thing. It's like, what well, right. show, show the people what you just made and like, 
get, get. (laughs) Well, that's how we connected, right? I was like, y'all are tagging us right now. And these, we're all in this together stickers. I was like, I know exactly what this is. This is right in my wheelhouse. I love, I love this (laughs) in general. And uh, it's very cool that that you're a customer of ours. Um, Can people actually purchase stuff on the website of yours? Not the website. Uh, There's uh, bottleneck gallery is the gallery that uh, represents me there in Brooklyn. Okay. uh, They, uh, I I guess it's bottleneck. Yeah. I I can't remember their website. No, it's, yeah, it's bottleneckgallery.com. Cool. And you're right there in the drop down of, of their artists. Very cool. So if people want to see that, but otherwise it's just pollockprints.com and, and that's kind of one of your spots, but you're, you're definitely working hard on Instagram. Yeah. We'll get the pollockprints stuff going. Instagram just works so quickly. No, it's fantastic. And, and you're able to just show people where you're at and also um, be passionate about the things that, that are like right now in the moment, which clearly improvisation and all of that is the spirit of all this really, right? That's kind of. Yeah, yeah no, it's, uh, yeah, we're all improvising right now. Right. Um, yeah. Well, what are you most excited about for what's next? Other than the, the sculpting and that, like where, uh, where, what do you think is next, Jim, for you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm booked. I've got <laughs> projects from here to, you know, it's, it's a great thing. It's amazing. I'm uh, so lucky because uh, I can, I figured out how to like make art and like basically everything you can order or the Reese or the, the paper, the ink and everything. I just order online. I have my printing press, which is from the 1950s, no electricity. So you just oil it and keep it running. And, uh, how does it run if it doesn't have electricity? I, I, I just, I keep having to roll it back and forth up the rollers and then I'll get like a few prints out of it and about like three to four. And then like, you have to keep re-inking it. It's all, and then so like, it's never like perfect. And like, you know, I'm trying to always get like everything consistent. It's much more consistent now than it used to be, but just the nature of it makes it limited and inconsistent, which is, that's my wheelhouse. Right. (laughs) Right, right, right. Like that imperfection is part of what makes it unique too, right? Like, and if you you accept that too, right? You, 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 that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. With like the fingerprints and people always, oh, I love you having your fingerprints and like the stuff all over it. Because it's not just a photocopy. But like, yeah, you know, when you work with your hands. That's fantastic. Well, again, uh, a true pleasure. uh, You know, like I said. 25 years, 26 years of consuming your art and the visual language that you've imprinted on, I'd say American culture, but you know, and the fish scene specifically, but that is, that just reverberates out in, in ways that, you know, maybe you don't know, but I think you do. Um, I think you're pretty well aware, but, uh, on behalf of the whole crew that I have rolled with for my whole life and seen a lot of shows, I, I, they were all geeked out to hear that I was going to have a chance to talk to you. So, uh, you know, thank you for the love, the (laughs) love from the fans is, uh, beyond comprehension. I just, uh, I thank myself every day for this, uh, whatever lucky ticket I picked. And I'm kind of just still glowing because, you know, it's, it's Wednesday and Tuesday nights are just fun and the community is, is very robust. And then, um, I would say, of course, again, for all of our listeners, uh, 
Jim Pollock is a customer of Sticker Giant, and they ordered some cool stickers, and that's kind of what brought us to this story today. I was our, my first uh, official sticker of my own stuff. So oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that. after all this time you got into stickers. It seems like a natural <laughs> thing. Yeah, dry goods and yeah. lots of people, but like this is the my first official. Oh, fantastic. Well, what an honor. Uh, that is cr- great. And we love to amplify those stories. And again, folks, it's Pollock Prince on Instagram is definitely the best place to to check him out. And uh, hopefully all bands, doesn't matter what band you like, but you know, live music is something that really brings us all together. And there's nothing like that community and, and that moment of, of being in the moment in the room with people. So I, I personally look forward to that coming back as much as anybody else. But I know, Jim, you'll be on site. And- oh, yeah. We're all dancing together. <laughs> making music uh, or making art while people are making music. Um, so thank you again for, for your time today. Thank you so much, Andrew. Have a good one. Stay safe. So, so like we say at the end of every show, folks, every sticker has a story. Today, that story comes from Jim Pollock. And the first Pollock print sticker that Sticker Giant printed, his We're All In This Together, benefits the water wheel and, uh, and in support also of, of the music of the band Fish. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.